Welcome, everybody, to episode 25 of Stupid or Irresponsible. My name is Justin Shelley, and I am sitting here with my uh, main guy, the the brilliant master of all things technical here at Master Computing. Joe, introduce yourself real quick. Hi, Joe. CIO of Master Computing. CIO. It's a fancy title that means what? Uh, Chief Information Officer. All right. So you're the guy that gives out all the information. I know all the information. I hold all the information. I distribute <laughs> as necessary. Sounds pretty damn important. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend that. Okay. All right. Well, Joe, uh, like we typically do, the most interesting thing that happened to you this week was what? Uh, well, I finally jumped in the crypto game. Uh, Did you now? Built a miner. They got a new... Uh, oh, you're mining. Yeah. Not buying. No, no, no. Okay. No, yeah. I've, I fiddled with that. Definitely could have saved some Bitcoin from back in the day uh, that has been squandered. Right. Could be living on the Caymans right now, but <laughs> uh, we got a new one that just uh, did an ICO. So that's kind of like an IPO, initial public offering. This is an initial coin offering. Uh, just oh, came really? out a couple days ago, third or so, something like that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, called okay. Chaya. So cranking that up, see what happens. All right. I think it's around a thousand bucks coin right now. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things you start early and you like, right right hope think, you know and hope yeah yeah we'll see what happens we'll see okay. what happens Pretty all right exciting. no uh, that, that's intriguing keep me posted <laughs> last time I heard as far as mining goes and it's been a while since I've looked into this but it cost more in electricity than you made mining Bitcoin well and that's the generically the case yeah. there's a lot of these uh, like socialist cities that there's a you pay a pool. So, like, the whole city pays the same amount. Oh. And so a lot of people were just buying an apartment. Oh, damn, just filling it full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they pay, you know, and everybody's all up in arms and stuff like that. About I it. bet, yeah. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where is this place? <laughs> Let's go uh, yeah. podcast over. But uh, So this one's more about, like, uh, the, the layman, right? And so it uses uh, lower specs, and it also only uses hard drives versus... Uh, Computing on on uh, graphics cards, which are like outrageously priced. Yeah, these right. Uh, so pretty cool. I mean, I like all the concepts about it. The guy that made uh, BitTorrent, if you're familiar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that created that created this blockchain. So. Okay, kind of neat. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Interesting times, Joe. There's never a dull moment in the <laughs> world of technology. Well, what what uh, you got? Anything interesting happen to you? I, it's it's not crazy interesting, but um, got my attention. We. Uh, our office is located on a one-way street, yeah. Elm Street. Traffic generally runs south yeah. when all things are... And we run. typically have nightmares around here. So. We do have some nightmares on Elm Street, yes. I can't believe we haven't like, used my, that joke a lot more. I know. Where's my... Uh, oh, 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 you have a song God, Elm Street. Yeah, so anyways... I was on my way to the office. You got to go north first. You yeah. can't go north on Elm Street, so I was going north on Locust Street. And as I turned on to Locust Street, there was a car facing me, Joe, yeah. heading the wrong direction. And uh, I just thought, hey, I'm heading into the office to record an episode of Stupid or Irresponsible. <laughs> and here we have a brilliant example of stupid. Is it stupid, though, on the on the user, the driver's account? I, or would you consider that a city planning issue? Oh, both. Yeah. But I mean, you, you still are responsible for knowing where you're at. Some situational awareness is important when you're driving. That's fair, but I have definitely been on the wrong end on a on a one way. There's too many one ways in this town. No, I, it took me a long time to navigate Denton to really understand <laughs> what I was doing in this yeah. city. Absolutely, I agree with that. Uh, 
actually, though, if we're going to talk about personal stories, I like making other people sound stupid. But uh, <laughs> if, if we want to go there, quite a while back in when I lived in Reno, Nevada, yeah. I got onto a an exit ramp to the freeway. I, mean, I turned right and I was headed oh, full speed the wrong direction. <laughs> about now, I say that it lasted about two and a half seconds before I uh, uh, panicked and uh, yeah. the e brake, you know, yeah. a little pucker factor going on there, and <laughs> got the hell out really quickly. But uh, yeah, it does happen. Exciting. It happens. I still would say it's stupid though because I would. So that's what I'm going with for my most interesting thing of the week. Cool. Uh, you know. So well, let's see, Joe. Uh, on the subject of stupid, irresponsible, the title of the podcast. Some people get offended by these kind of harsh words, so I'm just going to make this public service announcement that, guys, we're not really calling you stupid most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we do talk about the fact that when when you get breached from any kind of a cybersecurity event, it's one of those things where, you know, if if you your house gets broken into. Um, somebody beats you up in an alley. I mean, you're a victim and the community rallies around you and supports you and they're mad at the criminals. Yet when we talk about the world of cyber crime, the opposite seems to be true. The the perpetrators of the crime largely go unprosecuted, unnoticed, undiscussed, and we zero in on the victims of the crime. And it's, it's one of those weird things that you know, hey, you stupid, you're just irresponsible, whatever, because you got hacked, because you got broken into, because you got damaged. Right. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of nonsensical. But it also comes with, hey, this is the world we live in. And if we're not going to take this seriously, maybe there's an element of truth to that. Yeah. You know, if, if we are sitting here as a small business and not protecting our data and not protecting our users and not protecting our network, we do carry some responsibility for that. Kind of like not putting a door, you know, a lock on your front door. Right. So we are trying to be a little bit funny here, maybe a little bit uh, sarcastic and also trying to point out, you know, this is dangerous stuff we're dealing with. And we are here to try to help businesses protect from this type of crime and not become the victims yeah. of said crime. So there's my public service announcement on the Beautiful title, stupid or irresponsible. And Joe, with that, let's talk about an update. We usually kind of introduce the security tip around, uh, you know, kind of a follow up to what we talked about last last time in the news. So, what do we have as far as updates? Uh, so, Signal. Uh, we we had a, we were talking last week about how uh, the owner uh, Signal, after getting in response to uh, the government agency that uh, that breaks into iPhones and stuff for cops and government right, officials yeah. and stuff. Uh, in response to that, he grabbed their uh, dev kit and showed how weak in security they are. Just kind of tongue in cheek. Well, they're at it again, man. They're so they're so awesome. I love these guys. <laughs> um, so they started an ad campaign on Facebook, um, and I actually printed one off for you to kind of. Oh, is that you. what this is? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the ad campaign pulled out. The targeted ad sources that the uh, Facebook uses to to advertise to you, right? Um, and specifically, for example, um, it's just a, a blue screen. It's got the little signal logo on the bottom left, and then it would create a mini paragraph of some of the key features that are directly targeting you. For instance, the, this one we're looking at here: you got this ad because you're a certified public accountant in an open relationship. 
This ad is used your location. So you're in South Atlanta. You're a natural skincare enthusiast and you've been supported by Cardi B's or you've been supporting Cardi B's since day one. Uh, you know, you're into parenting blogs and you're thinking about LGBT, uh, BQ, blah, blah. So it just pulls all these little key. The things that Google knows about you. Your data, right? Yeah. And, and shoves it in your face and saying, hey, look, wow. this is, this is, you know, they're building this thing about you. Well, almost immediately, uh, their ad uh, account got dis- Get shut down. Of got course. shut down immediately. Signal blast them on Twitter, like, "Hey, look, look at these." You know, they they love targeting. They just don't want you to know about it or look at it or know, you know, see it in front of your face. Right. Um, you know, Facebook replied, "No, no, no. This is all this is all make believe. None of this happened." So Signal posts <laughs> screenshots of everything all the way through. You know, it was kind of a thing. It's so hilarious. I love it. Wow. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> exposure i mean people need to know what's going on at yeah. a minimum we need to be informed about what's going on i definitely agree if you want to give away your all your personal information for the right to use free services such as facebook google maps whatever fine just know what you're doing and that's my beef with that the yeah. confiscation about that like right is intentional oh absolutely and yeah oh we're just good guys we're just here to help you out and the, the, the average person i talk to will tell me i don't care if they have my data who cares but then when you start looking at like what they're actually building, like they know everything yeah. about you, they know your movements, they track all that stuff. Like yeah. they can build a personal profile of you. They could clone you tomorrow. Yeah. And I wouldn't know the difference. Like it's scary. <laughs> well, my favorite example of that, favorite might be the wrong word, but the 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 anyways, I'll just get to it. Um some a guy got a letter, you know, junk mail, but he got a letter in the mail and the address label said uh, it had his name, and then the next line was, daughter killed in car crash last year. Oh, Christ. And then his address. Oh. So they accidentally plugged in one of the key <laughs> pieces of data, and that, you talk about sensitive and personal. Man. So, yeah, they do gather all kinds of stuff about you. They do use it to, it, fine, to advertise. All right, I don't necessarily have an issue with that, but well. you've got to know what's going on. We need to be consenting we at least need to be complicit in this, right? Let me, let me put an asterisk here. That's what sure. they're using to advertise to you. They're definitely doing other things behind the scenes. And 100%. they can sell your data to other companies that may have more malicious. Oh, more right, right. Gross, like just grotesque yeah. reasons. Yeah. So it's out there. It's out yeah. there. All right. Well, good yeah. for them for shining a light on this. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see that happening Super for cool. sure. Good update, Joe. Good update. So now we're going to move on to the... You know, we try to give some sort of a tip on security. And Joe, as we got ready for the episode today, you and I kind of dove into whether this was really great advice or not. Now, the disclaimer is these tips that we use, they're kind of pre-scripted for us through a marketing firm. It's good information, but we always put our spin on it. Sure. You know, this we, we like to have somebody else coming up with some topics for us because it's less work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we also kind of intermix it with our take and and what we see. Yeah. What, you know, our, our direct personal experience. So today, you know, the generic tip is keep sensitive and important data off devices and in the cloud. And what I do not like about this title is that it seems to be one of the most common misconceptions in the world of security is if I move to the cloud, I'm now safe. Right. I Magic hate that with word. a passion. Wow. Nothing could be farther from the truth. <laughs> Moving to the cloud, folks, does not equal you're now safe. Right. So... With that in mind, let's go ahead and break this one down. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, here's what you should do with your data on your laptop. If a laptop's stolen or lost and the data is not backed up, you just lost it all. Worst of all, even if you had it locked with a strong password, it's very likely to get cracked. 
Uh, okay. Maybe. Once the thief succeeds, any private data that's unencrypted is free for the taking. True. One solution. Keep sensitive and important data, files, pictures, contracts, etc. on a secure private cloud service. Another caveat. We'll get into that. Yeah. So it's never on your employer's hard drive. Okay. In the first place. By storing this information in the cloud, you can immediately revoke access by uh, when the device goes missing. Not necessarily true. Depends on the software. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, side tip. If you have an important family photo, store them on, on Shutterfly or some other. We are not sponsored by Shutterfly. Or some <laughs> other photo storing cloud application. And those, so those are backed up as well. All right. Well, let's start at the top here. If you're talking about the average person uh, that's in a business laptop, this is your personal right. computer, you're making backups. Um, generally speaking, if somebody breaches your laptop and let's say they just bit lock it or they encrypt it, um, they crypto lock it, having a backup, any backup at all is number one, going to exponentially like protect your data. Yeah. Uh, now that's not to say that a lot of these, um, most nowadays, in fact, the newer strains of malware are going to encrypt those backups or attempt to encrypt those backups as well. Specifically, if you're backing up to a local storage device. Uh, maybe you have an external USB or flash drive that you back up to on a semi-regular basis. If it's plugged in, it's connected to the network, it's got the same credentials and stuff, it's going to get in probably. Well, another problem with this tip, Joe, is that where do you store your pictures these days? On a laptop? If you're talking about personal devices, yeah. and I know this is supposed to be about business, but personal devices, my pictures are all on my phone, Yeah, which automatically syncs to... If you've got that set up, yeah, uh, I think by default Android, uh, probably Apple, they'll store it. In, yeah, you know. most of them automatically back up. Right. I mean, you need to check that and make sure it's working. Yeah, and, stuff, and most of them will they'll give you X amount of space, and then once you hit that space, now they're advertising they're the crap out of you to increase your storage. A little more money, a little right. more money. I pay Google a little more money every yeah. month. They so. don't offer to clean up your, you know. No, no. <laughs> don't delete those old photos. You don't necessarily need those thirty pictures of Aunt, yeah. Aunt Jemima holding. <laughs> Google thought we were talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, geez. Anyway, so, but a counterpoint. So if we go back and, and I'm just admitting that these tips that we use as boilerplates, this one's a little dated. Yeah. And uh, we'll go back several years to when, you know, when, when the cameras, the digital cameras that we used to use, they weren't connected to anything. Then you had to plug it into your computer and you had to transfer the photos over, delete them off of the memory card. And then you had all your pictures on your laptop. That's where I was several years ago when I decided that the best way to travel with a laptop was to check it. The laptop in laptop case, just, just that check bag. Yeah. Well, guess what? I never saw that again. Ouch. The, the baggage handlers just took my laptop home yeah. game over and and the airline would do nothing about it that's a whole different grievance that i could get into <laughs> but all of our family pictures were on that laptop and they were not backed up so that kind of is what this is trying to illustrate but again i think that that's dated information and uh you know to to get to you know how do we help people today with this idea of storing data on a device versus storing data in the cloud uh, you know, what are the scenarios that you see in real world scenarios? And let's bring this back to the business world where people have data on a mobile device. Where do we see that, Joe? Data on a, mo on a mobile device? Yeah. I mean, everywhere, all the time. So give me an example. Uh, my cell phone right now. It's got tons of pictures, it's got data. I have tons of, um, I mean, everything. I've got files. I've got 
of course, mine's super encrypted, and I've got, I, you know, I, this is my business kind of thing too. Okay, so let's let's use our customers and just pick a random customer that would have data on a mobile device. What is is it? Just email? Like, Typical, what kind the, of data? I think the more important things, if you lose a phone and you can't migrate, uh, the big thing back in the day uh, when you you had to physically have your phone to copy all your data over, right? Um, contacts, uh, phone numbers, address. All so, but uh, I mean, today, like if. If a client came to you and said, "Hey, I lost my laptop." Yeah. What's really the concern? I'm just trying to and and honestly, I don't even know. Is there really even a place for that? Are we wasting our time with this subject? Uh, because most most in my opinion, and you're out there more than I am, but in my opinion, most laptops, phones, whatever, if they have data on them, they're either backed up to the cloud, you can hope so. Or they are just pulling it. It's not even stored locally. So what's the scenario where the, where you we do need to watch out. I mean, always, if you want to, if you have any data that you want to keep, I would, I mean, back it up. I'm thinking maybe you do your own QuickBooks or your own, uh, internal tax taxes. If you do your own taxes, uh, having some kind of system there or any kind of program or sensitive data that way, let's say all your banking information and login information and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I know. And maybe I'm not using the right words. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if there's even a valid scenario where a client of ours, let's use any any client where they have a laptop that has information that only lives on that laptop. Forget about whether it's backed up or not. Right. Do they have data that only lives on their laptop or on their phone? Because I don't see that in my world. No. Yeah. If I've got data on my phone, it's pulling up from a server somewhere. It's yeah. pulling up from a cloud service. It almost seems like this this whole concept that we're talking about is from about five years ago. Well, I'll, I'll take an example from not that long ago. Okay. We had, uh, I mean, maybe it is a little dated. They pulled, they pulled a bunch of uh, data off a SIM card from one of their phones. Right. Uh, pictures from uh, the mother of, you know, who had recently deceased. So they found a phone. They pulled oh, thousands okay. Okay. of images and videos and stuff and put it on her uh, laptop. And they only lived on her laptop. She wasn't getting her laptop backed up. Mm. But she was, you know, and we were just trying to get it converted from these old uh, JPEG files to kind of clean them up. Okay. So this was somebody that, like a walk-in customer? No, this is, I mean, it was a, it was a personal device of one of our One of our clients. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, but in the business world, do you see it? Definitely. Where a client could lose a laptop. To back up a laptop and say, oh, we just need backups for the servers. We don't want to pay that extra 20 bucks okay. or whatever. Uh, that's, I mean, that's almost very typical. Okay. Where we're backing up just a server for a client location, and they've got 50 laptops that they are storing personal and business stuff on. Like just Microsoft documents, stuff like that? All kinds of stuff. Okay. This is my resume. This is, uh, okay. you know. Well, like legitimately I'm asking because not one device that I carry has data on it that I'm worried really? about. Really? Because it's all let's yeah. Wait I mean, until you lose a de- let's let's lose a device and see what. No, happens. I do because when I switch my phone over, I don't need the old phone. Sure. I just turn on a new phone and yeah. it all syncs from the cloud, right? Well, so. I don't want to spoil the secrets, but we back all your crap up. <laughs> oh, I know that. No, I, I I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> so any of these devices here? But I'm I'm talking about mobile devices. The only mobile device I have is my phone. Yeah. I've got a laptop, but I do not store stuff on there that I'm worried about losing. Sure. That's just because... Well, and you've been mentally trained for all Correct. Right. Yeah. And and it's why I'm legitimately asking. Yeah, but a, like a leg, like a, pers- a regular person, a layman that doesn't, you know... Yeah. 
Okay. Doesn't live in this world. Yeah. They're, okay. Well, good. And I'm asking because I'm reading this. I'm like, does anybody do this anymore? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, do. yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then I retract like the last 10 <laughs> minutes of this conversation. <laughs> Guys, back up your damn laptop. Yeah. Back. I mean, backups are so, and data is so cheap right now, especially cloud storage. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the cool features about cloud storage is it's not local storage. Um, and in the backup sense, a lot of time, anything that's local, if they can hack into your computer, they can hack into that. Whereas if it's stored offsite, um, and this would be your cloud, your magical cloud word, uh, they typically don't have access to that. They've got to require, especially if you have like, oh. a cafe and that kind of thing, you've got to authenticate multiple times. Hackers don't have automation that really, Okay. I mean, they do, but they don't necessarily. Normally, they're doing shotgun approaches when you're talking about a normal person's laptop. Correct. If you work for the FBI, another story. Or if you're an executive for a right. bigger firm. Yeah. If somebody's yeah. targeted, if you have a targeted attack, they're going after your stuff specifically, your programs, your apps. Yeah. That kind of thing. And they're getting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they want it, they'll get it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Don't be a target. Yeah. That's a whole different subject we can talk about. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. I think we've probably beat this one up pretty well. Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, just to emphasize, backups are so awesome, and yeah. uh, they're so necessary. Um, and easy these days. Yeah. Easy, cheap. Easy, cheap. Uh, but is that part of the problem? And, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm digging here, because I have become so, personally, I have become so complacent because my phone, it's just set up. Everything's backed up, and I know it. Yeah. I can literally drop that phone in the river Go buy a new one, and I'm not worried about a dang thing on that phone. Right. But because of that, I know I get complacent. Sure. And I'm actually asking because I'm like, where are my blind spots? Yeah. I know I've got them. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, don't – yeah, guys, just the takeaway here is double check. Yeah. See if you there's know. backup. Yeah. Okay. Or call us. Call us. We'll check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, we've done updates. We've done our security tip, Joe. Now it's time for new headlines. What is new in the world of security today? Uh, I only had a couple minor ones. Uh, so the U.S. Agency for Global Media, USAGM, I, I didn't know these people existed, but apparently it's an arm of the government that oh. uh, broadcasts propaganda over overseas. Overseas. Okay, so yeah, like they've so been busy here in the States lately. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. They're different branch. Though. Okay. This one specifically, like they have Voice of America over in you know Afghanistan, Radio Fury Europe. Office of Cuba Broadcasting, Radio Free Asia, Middle East Broadcasting Networks. Hmm. So they create, yeah, exactly. I didn't know that existed, but apparently they do. And they, uh, you know, I don't want to get into it. But they, you know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they got, uh, account got compromised uh, four months prior to, they just found a phishing campaign. They've been, uh, they got breached, stole some data. They've got sensitive information. They got full name, social security, the whole shebang from all their employees uh, worldwide. Which probably causes some security concerns, especially where there's some tension, tensionous uh, countries, and you got some, you know, U.S. citizens living in the Middle East or you know anywhere they're, you know, on the Russian border. That yeah. Kind of thing. Youch. Dang, that's not bueno. Uh, but the kind of thing, the interesting point that I found was that uh, after you know security teams were researching after the fact, just trying to figure out what happened, that account got breached like four months prior. So. A hacker lived inside this network for four months and kind of scoped it out. But isn't that kind of the way this is working these days? Yeah. That's more normal than abnormal. Yeah, and it it kind of signifies this kind of shift from automation of hacking and and shotgun approaching to let's live inside and let's see how much damage we can actually do before we, you know, pull the pin on this. And not just see what kind of damage, but that's they're doing recon work. 
A lot of recon work. They get in there and they just lay dormant and watch and learn. Yeah. Then they do the damage. Yeah. Secretly. Yeah. Then they set off the bomb and, and exactly. run away. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's when they collect. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so the interesting thing there is uh, you may be breached and you don't know it. Absolutely, it's like, yeah. It's one of those fear-mongering kind of things, but it's real. Uh, it is. There, I, I mentioned last week the haveibeenpwned.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pwn spelled P-W-N-E-D. Uh, check it out. See if you've been bre- See if there's been a breach, like not even a fault of your own. Uh, no, it's usually... It gets breached. Uh, you know, yeah. Typical, and now they got your password for that. Another, uh, we've already, you know, we beat this horse to death, but uh, having different passwords for different sites uh, right. will save you so much headache. If you have the same password across your bank and your email and your Facebook and your Twitter and your, you know, everything, then if they hack one account, not by no problem of yours, even if it's a super secure password, you know, you've protected it, you've changed it pretty regularly. If they've got that one over... You know that uh, Zynga, some game you you play on your on your phone. If that if that gets breached and it's the same password as your bank login, you're in trouble. They own you. Yeah, especially if they've got your email or just your phone number. You can look up your. That's cell true. Phone yeah, and that's typically your backup. If you have a forgot password, hey, yeah. we'll just call your phone or text your phone verification yeah. code. Right. Just crazy. So anyway, yeah, that was one headline. Uh, the other one is something I've been dealing with personally. Um, Dell. Dell has got a vulnerable driver that they've been have that they've been pushing out for seven years. Oh, uh, they just found the vulnerabilities. There's it's, it's actually five flaws. Um, what dri- driver for what? Just out of curiosity. It's just generic driver like BIOS and okay uh, BIOS update. In fact, this is like a it's a uh, BIOS updating. Um, so just a generic like, low level stuff though. Very low level like yeah. Uh, Something that detects what operating system, what's your okay. system tag, that kind of thing, to pull the drivers. Right. Uh, this is the tool that kind of installs the drivers on uh, the reboot when you have the black screen before you actually get to you know your computer being loaded up right. into the operating system. Uh, so that little piece has been it's got like five vulnerabilities. So they pushed all these updates, um, but by doing so, it kind of if it trips a, a flip. Flips a switch on the TPM. Um, I don't want to get too crazy on that, but that's a thing that uh, enables a computer to be encrypted. Okay. You don't even have to have it turned on, but it, it it tweaks that enough to where it either blue screens or it asks you for a BitLocker recovered key. And if you didn't set up BitLocker and you don't have that recovered key, you're done. You're done, though. Yeah. You don't have backups. Again, going back to backups. You gotta now, this isn't even malicious. This is just a. A flaw in the code? Or are There's you a saying flaw in the code? It it's a vulnerability, to, though. It's a vulnerability. It's not a zero day. It's not being breached in the wild currently. Okay. But it's such a vulnerability and so widespread that Dell had to push out the update, right? Okay. Gotcha. And Windows will automatically nowadays update your drivers and they'll right. go and look for those kind of things. Push the update. You reboot your computer or even don't even pay attention as if your computer's on. Pushes the update, does the reboot, and now you're bricked. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man you said we're dealing with that is that yeah. offline conversation or? yeah uh, yeah we can have that one but yeah it's, we've it's, got clients that are dealing with that spread, huh? yeah and it's kind of hit and miss too wow uh, some of them it does it some of it doesn't um we've fortunately for us we do if they've got a tpm chip we typically in fact most computers we deal with we we encrypt yeah and so we've got those backup keys uh but i've been dealing with a lot of like personal devices of our some of our clients 
Wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. The stuff I learn on this podcast. Yeah. So that's all I had for headlines. I do want to give a little teaser for next week. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, we want to let them know what's coming up next week. Next stupid thing we're going to break down. Uh, are you sure that that's handled? Mm. You may think it is, but it's not. Dot, dot, dot. No, seriously, that is like probably the most important point I can drive home to people because as you know, as a business owner, I'm just speaking personally. I have so many blind spots. You can only pay attention to so no, many absolutely. things. And and when you when you stroke a check to an IT company, you make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. And part of what we're trying to do with this podcast is let people know what to look for. Yeah. What is your IT company doing? Are they doing the right things? And I pray to God they are, by the way. I'm not here to badmouth anybody in my industry. We work our asses off. To, to try to protect you, to take care of you, to, you know, keep your businesses alive, first of all, and productive, second of all. Um, but, man, you've got to be on it. You, you cannot write a check and then trust. Trust but verify, you know, we've all heard that. At least employ that one. Right. So, yeah. Are you sure it's handled? You better make sure. You better <laughs> really know. So, on that note, if you don't know what to check for, because, you know, if you're not an IT expert, how do you monitor an IT company? How do you know if they're doing what they are charging you to do? So I'll tell you how. You go to mastercomputing.com slash discovery. You book a call with me, and I will actually give you the formula. You can take that. It's a checklist. You can take it and and, uh, secretly kind of evaluate your IT company. You can hand it to them and say, hey, these are things that I've heard are important. How many of these are being done, and can you prove it? Always ask them that. Can you prove it? Uh, Or, you know, or finally, uh, of course, you can hire us, and we'll... We'll go in there and do that, and we will, in fact, prove that we do those things. So that is my kind of sign-off offer, mastercomputing.com slash discovery. Ten minutes is all it takes, and uh, we'll know quickly whether you're taken care of or not, and we'll you'll walk away with that checklist. So, Joe, that's all I've got. Uh, unless you have any final words, I guess uh, say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. See you guys next week. Bye.